Welcome to another episode of Job Tales, the podcast that will help you find your professional path thanks to the short counts of professionals around the world. Today's guest is Pnina, a ballet dancer. Thank you, Pnina. Pnina Dukac to be part of my podcast as a ballet dancer. That's very exciting. Um, and I would like to know, um, how did you become a ballet dancer? Wow, it's a not long story, but there are fewer reasons. First, when I was five, my mother sent me to rhythmic classes. Like all the girls, we used to do twice a week, just rhythmic. But it's like I had a dream, I don't know, at six or something like this, to be a ballerina. I had an image in my head of a dancer in the opera. And then I saw the film uh, Red Shoes with Moira Shearer. I, know, I don't know if you heard about it. And when I saw the film, it was like, wow, that's it. That's what I want to be. And yeah, it was like quite early when I was young. It's like in my head to be a dancer. And you were, so you were five, you said? You were around five years old? Yeah, five I started. Then around six, seven, I saw the film. And it marked me so much. And I said, wow, I want to be this dancer. Even if the end of the film is quite sad, it was like, this, that's it. I mean, that's it. That's so interesting. So when your mom um, put you on um, a rhythmic dance uh, class, was that your wish to be part of that class? I don't remember. I, I remember many friends, my best friend, we used to go. It was not far from home. And we went twice a week because at that time it was twice a week, rhythmic. It was ballet and rhythmic, but it was like, I loved it. I always loved dance and uh, folk dance and dancing. But, you know, and I think maybe the way, because she sent me, it just opened my do the door. I don't remember if I asked. It was like they sent up to ballet or to other activities. And most of the girls in my neighborhood, we did the, the rhythmic. And I started in a small school, very small school first. So first that's cool. And then you, of course, you had to do the, let's say the normal school, right? So uh, high school, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah. Elementary, yeah. high school and so forth. And then did you, did you do in parallel some dancing classes? Well, when I was in high school, that it was very hard. I it's already when I had a scholarship in the big bed school, Bador Dance School in Tel Aviv. And it was really difficult for me to like to go to school from seven to three. And then directly from the high school, I went, uh, I went to the Tel Aviv by bus uh, to do my ballet classes until 10 o'clock in the evening. And then uh, when I was 16, 16, 15, 16, it was too much. And then I decided to do the baccalaureate, I mean, in a parallel, and I stopped to go to the high school. And then uh, when I was 16 and a half, just before 17, uh, my teacher pushed me to be a dancer and I wanted to be a dancer. And we did a, the audition to get a, a place in the Bejar School in Brussels. And we flew, especially with my friend, with my mom, to the audition that took two days. And then we just got accepted. So at 17, I left home. Ah, so, yeah, to go live this, in Brussels. Brussels. Yeah, because mm. the school there, it was from 16 to 18, then they wouldn't accept older. We had to do the school and then eventually uh, join the Bejar company or to go somewhere else. So, yeah, it was a big decision, but it was luckily my mother agreed because uh, the mom of my friend, she was not so, so much for it, but uh, we did it. <laughs> we just uh, went for it. Yeah. yeah. So you lived on your own in Brussels? 
Yeah, we rent an apartment, uh, two of us, uh, my girlfriend from Israel also. Yeah. Yes, we and we ate at the canteen. It was not so at that time. It was really only the rent to pay because the scale the school was uh, subventions, ah, yeah. and the the food at the school was not expensive. So it was not like very uh, expensive school. Like it could be the Royal Academy sometimes in London when you live there, and it was like okay. And we were like from all over the world, uh, students. Yes. Must have been a beautiful experience. Uh, it was great. It was great. Like people from everywhere, all languages. And we did theater and dance and fl- all kind of dance. And uh, it was uh, just complete, complete school. Yeah. Very nice. How many years? Two years. Okay. Two years. It was three years, but I stayed there two years because then I wanted to go to New York. So I left and I went to New York to study more perfectionist, to perfection my, my technique in New York. Yeah. Okay. So, so always ballet oriented. Always, always. It was all, all my life. I mean, in one moment, maybe when I was 12, it was like, oh, to go to art school because I love to paint and I love art. But it was like, no, it was dance more than the art school. Yeah. So from Braxos, you went to New York and what, New York. what, school, what school was it? It was Academy de Madame Darvash. She's very known in New York. She's Hungarian, a choreographer. And she moved to New York, I think, in the 60s. And she built, she invented her own uh, technique, how to teach to become a, a ballet dancer. And she had a private school, a small school also in, on Broadway, very small studio. And, and uh, she actually, her students, Nancy, I forgot the family name, she won the Prix de Lausanne in the 80s. So she was very known as training uh, dancers and the dancers from the ABT, American Ballet Theater, New York City Ballet. They used to come every morning to do the class with her. Hmm. So I was, it, yeah, I was there with her and she, as she was, she's Jewish. She's still live, alive. And she used to, we used to uh, do a class and then not to pay the second class, we used to sit in the office and answer <laughs> to the phones and take, you know, and just answer the phones. And then she would uh, give us a free class. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, it's very, very special, very special card. You mentioned that she had a, a specific uh, methodology of teaching mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. ballet. She wrote a book, yes. Mm-hmm. She wrote a book. Can you tell me what was her technique? She was based on the Russian technique, but for, I mean, I will not explain all the difference now because, between the technique, but it, the Russian technique is like to turn, to do pirouette, to turn on one leg, and you have to do a preparation of the weight balance. And she, she taught a different method that we used to do in my school in Tel Aviv or other schools that you, like, let's say you put the balance on one leg before taking off. And at the last second, you, you put the other leg and then you have more power to turn. It was like, and yeah, it was very different. You had to really, I had to really to change my way of dancing, of technique, to do her own technique. Your mindset. Yes, it was really difficult in the beginning, but it was her way of teaching and and maybe other things. But I remember for me, it was more than than this, the way of how to turn well, how to do many periods and how to go on point shoes with the weight, always to, to solicit the standing leg a lot. And that some other technique, they don't do it this way. What did a typical day look like 
when you were when studying? I was a student yes a student it's it's uh, in Bejar in the school in, in Brussels it was like starting at nine until nine in the evening because we had ballet and modern and singing and sometimes we had Zen sometimes we had flamenco and theater and music and rehearsals and maybe one day off and uh, when I was in New York it was because it was like private on my own so I took like two three classes a day so maybe two in the morning one in the evening or vis versa and doing auditions but in New York at the time without the green uh, the passport or it, there were many many dancers it was really hard to find job so I just did auditions I did some performances with small schools in different towns around upstate New York, but I couldn't really find a job that time in New York. It was uh, not possible. Like a lot of competition, you say? A lot of competition. Yeah, many dancers, a lot of competition. And if you had audition for a big company, I'm not talking like small projects that I did, and you don't get paid really, it's like small projects, like for a few weeks or one month. There were like 400 or 600 dancers for, what, two, three contracts. And it was like... Wow. Yeah, and then I think it's not always always when you, you have to be the best technically. It's always, when I did auditions, it's like the choreographer is searching for a certain type of a dancer. So sometimes he is cho he's choosing a dancer because he likes the type, not necessarily because he's the best yeah. technician. So it's a matter of luck also. Mm, it's, a, it's a bit like also in the film industry when you're an actor. I think so. Yeah, it's uh, you can be the best actor, but if it doesn't match that role. No, no. That's what, I, yeah, exactly. Because I, I wanted to be in the Bejar company and I, in, I knew Bejar and I went to do stage in France. In, but it never took me to the company. And then I did audition to Hamburg Opera in Paris and I just fit for the for the type he looked for ah okay so you see it's like you you can be the best dancer but if it doesn't look exactly your your height your color of hair or or, or maybe unless you are solist or principal it's like this it's you have to to audition on two days and Uh, classes and repertoire and it's it was really long so yeah it's matter maybe I don't know if it's only luck yeah maybe to be uh, the, say, the the right place the, the right time I think it's like this at what age did you start auditioning ah so the first audition was when I was 16 to get to the Bejar school and it was like also on two days we were 400 uh, students And then after New York, I went back to Tel Aviv. So I went back with the school I used to be in Bador. They had a company. So I didn't really need to audition there. They took me immediately to dance. And then I was in the Israeli ballet. And also she knew me. She just saw me once and she took me. So I didn't really have to do audition with numbers and, you know, hundreds of dancers. So in Israel, I got accepted very fast to the companies. Okay, but a broad day to do like you come 100, 200, 300 and you have the number and then you pass the first time and second time and third time and each time you say no thank you no thank you and unless you stay yes you must be uh, yeah you must build a quite a bit of a skin <laughs> a thick skin I guess Yeah, I think so, because I know many good dancers or may, maybe good, some, not all, but some that just they let, sometimes they let go because it was too hard. They just couldn't um, continue all these auditions or sometimes even competition in the company. It's not always very nice uh, atmosphere, I guess, like all professions, but it can be really nasty also. So some just drop it or you just continue. 
What do uh, people who like give up uh, ballet dancing, what do they end up doing? Is there like a trend? For- so, or they get married, family, and they just stop. Okay. Or they learn a new profession. I have many friends, even I thought to do it before I opened my school to like a lot go to yoga, to Pilates, something that's related. Some, if they're talented, they become choreographers. Yeah. But also this is very hard. Ballet teachers or independent or not, or they just stop and they just, or they don't work or they work. So it, it's very, 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 it depends on the people. Yeah, I bet. And so for you, um, how did it work? You started to do some, you were working for companies and then um, were you were you working also side jobs at, like as you were dancing or were, were you dedicating all your all your time into dancing? In New York, it was the year that I really, my, my, my parents had to help me. So I didn't really need a bit side doing babysitting. I didn't really have to work. But many dancers in New York, they used to come in the morning do the class in the evening they went to work in the restaurants and still it's it's like this only now also now I luckily I didn't have to really to work on the side to pay my classes but then quite fast it um, before 19 I was already working in a company so I got my salary mm, okay so I didn't have to do side work and then uh, after when I was in freelance so I, I I left Hamburg I was teaching a little bit in Israel but just teaching from time to time but I was Actually, always dancing for companies or for freelance or for my ex-husband company here in Switzerland. So I didn't really have to do other jobs. Okay. Like many dancers do. Yeah. So that's that's good. And did you uh, have to get a degree to become a teacher, ballet, uh, ballet teacher or... With my experience, with all what I did, I mean, when you get a, be a ballet teacher, it's because you were a dancer normally and you have a lot of experience and you like to teach and, and people like you. But I know that like in, in London, you have a school, the Royal Ballet School, that you can not be a professional dancer, but you can just to learn to be a teacher. You do a degree in teaching, like in America, in America also in some university, you can do it. But to me, it was more experience and I was teaching in Geneva in a few schools. And when I started to open my school, they just wanted to see uh, when you open a school here, what I did and what what I did in my past. Like in France or some places, I know that sometimes you have to pass exams. But I didn't have to pass exams. Everyone can open a school. Yeah, great. Uh, so, but I was, I had so much experience. And when I was teaching in different schools in Geneva, I saw, I, not, I realized that I like it. So that's why I decided to go for it. Otherwise, I wouldn't maybe go if I said, well, I don't like so much to teach and it's not interesting for me. But it was. That's great. And going back to when you were a ballet dancer, what was the hardest part of being a dancer? The hardest part is to be always, because in, as a dancer, you are never, it's never perfect. <laughs> you, even if you, they tell you, wow, the performance was good, you, you're good. It was always something to correct. You work so hard in front of the mirror all day long, and you try to to do to perfectionist your 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 technique and your also your your artistic way of dancing. And the hardest is also the, to find a when I had to do some auditions. This was hard after when I was after thirty, when I got thirty, and I started to do auditions, and some they didn't take you, and it was, and then you start to have a. 
pain in your back and then it's it's really depressing yeah this is really hard and then you say that well you have to stop dancing uh, quite young actually it's not like uh, actors or singers that they continue until the end dancers like sport elite they have yeah. to yeah i think the hardest it was to convince my parents to be a dancer and to the auditions i think and uh, but otherwise it was great because it's a challenge and when you when you're into when it's your passion you just you don't think too much if it's hard or not hard yeah that's as well said yeah yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true it's uh, not easy and if you're not in a like in the opera of paris and you you have to stop at 40 and you get a, a salary until the end of your life or a pension or or you have I mean, if you are freelance or you are independent and so, or if you dance and it's really, it's really hard. And you say, well, now I have to stop. What do I do now? I gave all my life to work really hard, to give up so many things. And then now find yourself because no one is helping. I mean, yeah, no one is like, you have to really take care of yourself. Is 40 the age, more or less, the cutoff point when you They say the women around 35, 36, and it's true. And but I know some dancers like Sylvie Guillem, she danced until 50. Yeah. Okay. And she's still now, she's fifth, nearly 16. She can dance. I have a friend, he's 60, he's teaching, but he looks like he's dancing like crazy. But it's very <laughs> exceptional. Okay. Or like uh, Plisetska, she was a very big ballerina in Russia. So when she was 70, she was on stage, but she just, you know, she just moved the arms. So they don't do techniques thing or another Barishnikov in New York. They, they, they do contemporary or they do more acting. They are still on stage, but they don't do as they did before. But this is exceptional people. Not so many can do it. Does it happen that you um, start your, a career doing something completely different? Let's say math teacher or, uh, um, I don't know, a management consultant. And then you realize, ah, I really want to do ballet. Is it, does it happen that you have to be maybe talented, contemporary, maybe something like theater, but it's too late. It's oh, too okay. Late. Yeah, it's Is too it late. just it the is. body? You need to it's the body train. and they also, yeah, of course, even if it's not, let's say, classical, pure classical, even for modern and so. And then in companies, sometimes they take you, but sometimes they won't look at you because they are too old. <laughs> So if you want to do ballet and when you're older, it will be yeah, you just can do ballet be for as a fun. hobby. Yeah, for a fun. A hobby, yes. Okay. I, I was teaching uh, women that were 70, even more than 70. They came once yeah, a week course. to do their ballet class, but they were not professionals. Yeah. But to be a dancer, no, it's not possible. To go back to you, so when you finished your uh, career as a ballet dancer, you started a school in uh, Switzerland, you said. Yes. First, I was teaching in different schools and then I, for three years, and then I started my school. I was like uh, going around, and then I, I, the woman that I was teaching when my son was three, something like this, and then she closed the school. And then I said, Wow, Prina, what do you do now? <laughs> so <laughs> then uh, I knew that in Versoix, it was nothing, nothing uh, big school, and uh, it was a good region, all the private schools around, and many, it was nothing. So, and in Geneva, there were too many schools, and then I decided to open the school in Versoix. And when was it? In 1999. 20, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty-two years. Yeah, twenty. It's like my. It's my family, and it's like my life. It's nearly exactly. half of my life. Yeah. Yeah. How old were you when you gave up uh, the professional ballet dancing? 
before I was doing auditions and then when I was pregnant, it was actually, it was helping me to stop because I wanted a child and then it, it helped me to do the passage because I missed the stage so much. And the, I didn't know, and it was really missing. And when I, I was pregnant, I, the, the baby, it, it helped me to say, okay, Pnina, now you don't dance anymore on stage. It's, it's, that's it. That's <laughs> it, okay. Yeah. Do women have children and then go back to ballet dancing? Yes. Yeah, I have many friends that they, in the opera, they, yeah, they, they stop. If you're in a very big company and they can pay you like uh, to stop one year and then okay. you come back. But if you're independent like me, it was more hard. So I, after one month, I started to teach, not every day, but I was teaching already. And I was teaching the, uh, pregnant the, one day before I gave birth. I was at the studio. My son was with me when he was born in the studio. So it was <laughs> oh. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. He was, yeah. yeah, it was, he was with me. And uh, it depends. I, I know then, so they, they gave birth and then they continue, but it was because it was very good conditions yeah. in the company. Yeah, okay. Otherwise, mm. it's very hard. When a town company takes you, so you need to do auditions also to become part of, the, of a company, right? Yes. yes. Okay. And then is it a fixed term? Contracts normally it's it's one they, they sign one year one year and then it's 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 go automatically but if you let's say uh, it's a problem like figures were anorexic or one put on weight or one was not well so then you can go out from the contract mm, okay or if it's a problem they can fire you but normally they keep you unless it's a new director and then if it's a new director it can change sometimes and they let you know in advance. But normally, if, if everyone is happy, you can stay many, uh, 20 or more years in the company. Mm, okay. If it's not a good reason, they cannot fire you. Mm, okay. Are there any myths around the profession of a dancer, ballet dancer? A myth? It, it's not a job. It's true. But it's like more a tradition because ballet, it's from the Louis XIV. It's, it's, no, the dance is from everyone danced. Everyone is dancing. But the classical ballet, is it a myth? Yeah, maybe, but it's still there. It's a religion. Yeah, that's okay. what I okay. It's okay. a religion. Bejar always said, he was Buddhist. It's, it's like a religion. You go to the studio, it's your religion. It's like, it's this, it's more like, yeah. You're devoted. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. completely. Otherwise, you cannot do, you cannot be a dancer. You need to you worship. Cannot, no. mm, yeah, it has to you really cannot. be in, in your bones. Of course, because now when I was teaching and I had many girls uh, uh, very talented, but if they don't want to give up on a few things or the parents don't agree, and if you're not completely into it, you, you don't do it. You don't make it. It's not possible. What, what, what do you, so what do you teach um, these uh, kids um, at the beginning when they start? The beginning, I have uh, children from three years old, so I teach uh, <laughs> well, initiation. Yeah, but the, you know, the three years old, they do a lot. We do a, on the floor movements for the arms, for stretching. And then we do small steps and we do in a circles, a lot in a circles, running and jumping. And then I give them improvisation. They love improvisation with different musics. And then with the age and with the level, or oh, they come twice, three, four, then I had girls that came every day. And uh, for every age, every level, I fit myself. But uh, it's amazing to see how the little ones, they, they're amazing. Do you keep uh, those, uh, the, you know, the children that want to dance, but then don't um, put 
as much effort or they don't believe too much becoming professional dancers? Do you keep them on? Do you? Yes, because I'm not. Yeah, because my school, it's open for everyone. And I don't, I, I don't pretend myself to, because you have school that you, you teach only the students that want to be professionals. But I never go, went to this direction. But when I had a very, many times, I had very talented girls and I pushed them to do dance and they came every day. But I had many girls that just come for, for, for fun or just to do once a week or twice a week. And I love it. It's, I, it's, it's great. I have in, even some girls that one was a bit, uh, I don't know, retardé mental or someone that had physical problems and they all participate. I mean, everyone can do ballet. <laughs> it's open for, it, it, it's me, it was always open for everyone because I know some schools are, oh, you're not fit, you're not, good, you're not this, you're not that. No, it was really for everyone. Open uh, to all, but this is also very hard because sometimes girls are coming once a week and it's not enough from a certain age, it's not enough, but you cannot force them to do more. If the children go to the conservatoire in Geneva, when it's a, it's a school from the state of Geneva, so then they can tell them, okay, from nine years old, you must do four classes a week. But I cannot do it as a private school. I cannot do it. Hmm, okay. So uh, this is the difference. I'm, I'm an open school for everyone and not like to become a professional. Is there any lesson that you've learned that, you, that others could use for their future as a ballet dancer? To be perseverant, how do you say? Persevering. Mm, yes, to, to trust yourself that it's very hard to have confidence. But if you don't have support from outside, from parents, family, it's really hard. And to, yeah, to have confidence and to, to believe in yourself. But it's, uh, and just to, yeah, perseverant, to, to persevere, persevere and to, to, if you want to do it, to go for it. But of course, sometimes it's not working. And this is the hardest. And it's a lesson for life because you have the discipline to be on time, uh, to to be in a group also, even if as a dancer, you work on yourself. It's very individual, but you dance in yeah. a group. And then you dance in a performance beside you of a solo. You dance with others. So you have to respect the others, not to be late and to be there and to... Yeah, yeah, And this sure. I to teach a lot of the girls not to be late, to, to respect the friends. It was, it's a lot of um, lesson for life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Respect, respect and acceptance and also, yeah, to respect. And I see uh, in the 20, more than 20 years that I teach, I see it and it's a bit sad because the other generation, the young, sometimes they don't respect, they come late or sometimes, okay, today I'm a bit not well, so I don't come. I tell them, no, if you are, unless you are really sick, you just come, you continue the rhythm, you come. It's very important. Not to give up so easy. I'm a bit this, I'm a bit, my back is I have ache in my pain but in, uh, pain in my back but it's not of course I cannot tell them to suffer but sometimes they let go too fast and I too to, also to explain mm -hmm. the parents sometimes you have to be or if you decided to do ballet one year you finish the year and then you do something else but you don't stop whenever you like to stop so it's really discipline for many other things mm, that's good and, and a will, lot of respect yes they will yes. find it also in the other part of their lives of course, you cannot change like today I do this, I do this. And when you become a professional or whatever profession you do, you cannot do it. It's just not possible. Yeah. 
even if you are young, you you take a decision, you go for it, at least you respect. Like to, there was a performance and the girl didn't want to do the performance and she was dancing with their partner. I said, listen, listen, you must dance because your partner, what would she do without you? <laughs> so it's like to take your, your responsibility. It's not that you, I don't feel like. It's a bit uh, like this. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Nina. Yeah, great. Thank you. It was very entertaining and very interesting to learn about your profession. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. All the best. Do you have an interesting job you would like to share with us? Then contact me at jobtalespodcast at gmail.com.